ninja, ninja, ninja. Sentai Brothers. This is episode 15 of A View to a Cocker Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Ninja Sentai Cocker Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show, we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Not bad. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm stuck because I am pretty chilled out, but I have a bunch of family coming to visit. Uh, starting tomorrow, so there's still stuff to do. So, like, I feel pretty chill, but I also do have a bunch of things also to do. Right, right, because today all of our family is coming into town, or the last right. of our immediate family is coming to town. Then tomorrow, uh, your wife's family is all coming into town. That is correct. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a busy week for you, bud. Yeah, yeah, sure is. But you know, whatever. But before before we let you off into your busy week. It would be good, I think, for us to take a moment, touch base, watch a little Cocky Ranger. But first, Dave, first... Oh, by the way, today's episode title, uh, episode 15, is Our Awesome Guys. <laughs> uh, but before we watch that, Dave, uh, Shining in the Heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So, first star of the week, Matt, is that Cleveland finally, finally, like, we knew it was coming, but we finally did get hammered with some winter snow, as did, like, the whole Midwest northern region. Like, there was just a bunch of snow. Oh, yeah, dude. It was wild. Dude, on... Okay, so, sorry. I-90. I-90 is a highway that runs east to west across the entire country. You can get on I-90... I, I I swear, I think it starts in... I think it's literally cross-country. I do know that you can get off of... Uh, get on 90, like, where our parents' house, our old parents' house, our parents' old house is, and you can take 90 all the way to my in-laws' house. Like, they also live five minutes off of I-90. But your in-laws live in... But like- Oh, yeah, sorry. We live in Cleveland. My in-laws live in Spokane, Washington. But 90 coming yeah, in okay. from Pennsylvania to Ohio, I think it was, I kid you not, I think it was like a 70 car pileup. Ju- like, it just started and then everyone got in on that. And traffic was backed up for, I, th- I think they said it was backed up for 24 hours. Like, that's how, fa- like, that's how intense this weather got. Dude, I believe it. My, uh, oh, here's a... Uh... Here's a commute update, folks. Commute update! Um, I had to go to work that day on Monday uh, because that was Monday, right? The the yeah that pile up that giant thing was Monday Thursday was when it got really bad in Cleveland. Okay, right. Sorry, my whole week has been like weirdly compressed. Uh, yes. Yeah, so on Thursday when I had to go into work through the snow, normally oh, my man, commute. I bet that was real lame. Uh, let me guess. Uh, you did not have to go to work at all because you're a big jerk. I did not have to go to work at all because it was a snow day. 
uh, I do not get snow days, but I mean, I have those days. Those days are not like wiped off of my calendar. (laughs) But instead of not going to work at all, I had to go to work and it took me from the time I walked out my front door to the time I walked into the office was two hours. Holy dude. That's normally what? Like a 25 to half an hour? Half an hour? Can be right? Yeah, 25 to half hour. Uh, well, the Dude. I'll tell you, the first half hour was just excavating my car because I don't I I have street parking at my apartment, which I may have mentioned before. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that means that, like it's not shove like I don't have to shovel my driveway, but I don't, when it gets you bad, just... I have to like shovel the road enough for me to be able to pull away from the curb. Oh uh, yeah, dude, and been that there. Took yeah, it took legitimately half an hour just to get my car on the road, and then um. I had to sort of like take a detour into work because the way I normally take has this big hill and I just did not feel like dealing with that hill. So I took this long detour that normally adds like maybe 10 minutes to my trip. And I think actually did save me time ultimately, but there were just like cars that had gotten into accidents or just were stuck in the road and just could not get up like gentle inclines. And I think a few of them had like blown out tires, like spinning their wheels so much. So there was just one intersection, Dude. and I sat at that intersection for 45 minutes. Dude, I don't understand. Like, I don't know why this is a thing. Because in Cle- like, Cleveland gets snow every year. Like, just every year we get snow. And the first time it snows, for some reason, everybody that lives here forgets how to drive in snow. Well, to be okay, that is true. But to be fair, like, you were not out that morning. It was awful. Like, I don't yeah, know no, no, to no. what extent like, the plows had gotten out, but, like, there was no, like, I'm a pretty good driver. There is no way to drive well in that much snow. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that I think, like, it was even worse, because we were compounding the fact that it was legitimately super nasty with the fact that it's really the first snow we've had. Like, there was nothing, 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 nothing storm. And plus, I'm on the, and then, I'm on the west side, and the west side normally does not get as much snow as the east side. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, but this time, that was not the case. And so we got really blindsided. Yeah, so we had a snow We had a snow day on Thursday. So I just I stayed home all day, which was great. Uh, but the thing is, and this will actually sort of lead us into our second star, is that I'm on Christmas break, which is I have two weeks off. And it's so, it's so good. And it's so good. But Dave, tell me, what, what are you doing day, with your second star? I'm sorry, so, not star. What are you doing with your Christmas break? Well, I'm just, you know, we're hanging out. I've got a bunch of people coming over and we're I'm working on some projects and I've got some things to do and we're chilling out and I don't know, it's good. we're just going to be on break. It's awesome. But the the thing is this is that okay, so here's why. Here's here's the deal with breaks. With like teacher breaks. The teacher breaks like yes, it's very nice for me, but I am an adult professional. I am, like, I'm capable of working all year. Like, that's fine with me. Mm -hmm. But I think what people forget is that being, like, adults forget this because we, like, block this out, right? Is that being in school is very difficult. Like, it's a hard thing to be in school all the time. Like, just briefly, imagine this, Matt. Imagine that you start a new job, right? Uh Uh-huh. So you have started a new job. You are, 
the what's your job title again? You're a, an account specialist, right? Yes. So you're an account specialist. And as soon as like you start to learn how to do account specialization or w- whatever it is specifically that you do. Sure. Let's and, just go with and that. And as soon as soon as you learn like the barest mastery of the thing that of like the first step, you are immediately pushed to the next thing. And that never stops for 12 years. So for like just 12 years straight, you are never allowed to just like rest and get good at a thing. It's you are constantly being pressed to learn the next thing. That is true. That is very true. Yeah, it's exhausting. By like the time we get to the breaks, like I am an adult, like I'm fine. I know how to do my job. But the kids are just so destroyed. They're just like, we just can't, we just can't do anything. And then, of course, my life is miserable because, like, I'm trying to get them to do stuff. But so I'm on break, which is fantastic. But the snow day that we had was the day, it was a Thursday. And then Friday was the last day of school before winter break. Oh, my gosh. And so it was literally like, like why did they even bother having you come back in? There was no, like, nobody did anything. And it was just, like, everybody knew, because normally the day before break is, like, nobody does anything anyways, except there's always, like, one teacher, and they're usually a math teacher. Like, this is not, like, English math antipathy. Like, it just tends to be math teachers. They're like, there will be a test the day before break. Like, I don't know why. But normally... You only have the last day before break. Like, the only reason you bother to have it is because, like, one of the days has to be the last day before break. Right. You can't just but take like that every whole week off. Because if you did, like, the day before right, that would be the, the last previous day Friday. Break. Right. And so, like, everybody knows that that day is just like a wash. Uh, but they had the day before it off. And so the, I genuinely expected, like, no kids to be there. And actually, most of them showed up, which I was pretty impressed. Uh, but yeah, it was just. We showed up and, and we just like, even in my advanced placement classes, we just like, we played vocabulary games because <laughs> I was like, guys, it's the day before break. Well, let's, let's play like Greek Rue Jeopardy. It'll be fun. So that's our second star of the week, Matt, is that I am on uh, Christmas break. What is our third star of the week? Uh, speaking of games, Dave, uh, reindeer games. No, not reindeer games. Neither the, the bit from the song nor the truly monumentally awful Ben Affleck movie. I never saw that movie. Oh, I heard it was uh, me, real, real bad. I watched it in college with um, producer Mark and another friend of ours, Eric, my old roommate. Uh, it was... Okay, listen. If you want to watch like an awful Ben Affleck movie and also kind of have fun with it just because it's so absurdly bad, like Reindeer Games is actually go to kind town, of a fun that's time. Your... Um, okay. But it's not, you know, it's not winning any awards. <laughs> but that is not those are not the games I wanted to talk about, Dave. Very briefly, I wanted to mention I got a new game uh from a phone called Super Mario Run. Okay. Are you familiar with Super Mario Run, Dave? I am not. Oh, you know what? You are an Android guy. And this I yeah, think I, is uh, an yes. iOS only game. Uh it is it's a Super Mario game. Um and like they have broken down the mechanics of Super Mario to well, like Mario runs from left to right and he jumps. Yeah. 
That is the thing that he does. Like, if you're going to break down, like, the essential Mario activities, he runs from left to right and he jumps. And so this game, Mario is always running from left to right, like, just automatically. And he jumps when you tap the screen. And that's the game. Wow. And it sounds like there's not, there can't be a lot of game to that. But they actually do a really great job of, like, just using that mechanic, um, making this whole thing feel like a new Super Mario game. It's a ton no, of fun. I can, I can definitely dig that. And I actually, man, I forget how much I really dig platformers oh, the, uh, until they are I go back games. and play a really good platformer. Is it iOS only? That's kind of weird to me. That like, why would Nintendo care if I play it on iPhone or? I don't know, man. Well, why? Android? Why does Nintendo do anything? Nintendo has never put like their character, like Mario, in an app game before. Uh, huh. And so yeah, I think well, they, you know, they did a thing. It's on the iPhone. I could be wrong. I mean, I would if you if it is available to you, I recommend that you check it out. Well, uh, I will be able to tell you the answer to that, Matt, in like 30 seconds. But it sounds super fun. And what, Matt, is our fourth star of the week? Fourth star of the week, Dave. Actually, I did not intend for it to be this way, but this is another game I was playing. <laughs> not a video game, though. Not oh, a board okay. game. This was an activity game. It's <laughs> uh, the only way I can think <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> It's just so it's a game, is what you're saying. Yes, this it's was just a game. A game. Um, no, <laughs> I like it's an activity game where you actually do a thing. Okay, so well, I, I didn't want to mislead you to thinking that it was like a sport because, and like outside of like very loose definitions, it is not. So let me describe to you, Dave, Whirly Ball. Have you ever heard of Whirly Ball? Yeah, dude, I know what Whirly Ball is. Whirly Ball was huge, like, when we were in high school. Dude, I had never gone, I had never done Whirly Ball, and in fact was not familiar with it, like, legitimately at all. My... Like, I had to Google it, because we went there for, like, a like a work bonding, like, team building thing last week. Nice. Uh, like, we did, it was Whirly Ball and Laser Tag in this place, um, and we were doing both, and I was like, well, I know what Laser Tag is, what... The goodness gracious is Whirly Ball. And so My... I Googled this thing. <laughs> and if, if listeners, if you are not familiar with it, and it sounds like I'm saying nonsense words to you, here is what Whirly Ball is. Imagine that you are in a bumper car, but you are also playing like a combination of high lie, basketball, and polo. And that is Whirly Ball. My, I was just talking, like, I am not kidding you. I had not thought about Whirly Ball in upwards of a decade, and I was just talking to somebody else about Whirly Ball and, like, how weird it is. And also, because, like, Whirly Ball is not a thing that you, like, you can't just start your own. Like, it's a company, right? Is it really? Yeah. And so, but they only have locations in, like, a handful of places. Like, this is not, like, a super widespread thing. So it would be as though, like, basketball, like, the dude who invented basketball is still alive, and he just licenses places where you are allowed to play basketball, and those are the only places that you can do it. Which is, which, which, 
sounds insane, but like if you think about Whirly Ball, like the idea that it could be like a widespread thing beyond like being in a weird bowling alley here and there, like doesn't. Well, yeah, well, it does. It requires some specialized equipment. It requires like a really intense setup. <laughs> it's not just like something you can put together in a gymnasium. You need to have like courts set up and like, you know, machinery, a lot of machinery. Like a ton of stuff. So no, wait. So, okay, listen. So I have been hearing about Whirly Ball since high school. Was it as fun as it seems like it is? That I think is like the, was it actually like super rad and fun? It actually was super fun. Like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of talking about it as though it's like a crazy thing that should not exist in this world. But like having done it, like, dude, Whirly Ball fun. Whirly Ball's real fun. Um, like Man. you are not supposed to like, like really bumper, like the bumper cars, but like, no, you know, that's insane. Driving a car while whipping around a wiffle ball with a highlight, like claw, like, dude, that's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, sorry. I got on YouTube just to like, you know, note these things. And, uh, there are definitely competitive leagues for whirly ball, but the videos that I'm watching look sort of like maybe like older chiller gentlemen, and that does not seem like an ideal way to play whirly ball because yeah, like these dudes are not ramming each other almost at all, which like kind of what's the point? I feel like, but you know, whatever. Do your thing. Anyway, so that's my four star of the week, Dave. Uh, just just had a good time whirling that ball. Uh, what <laughs> is our fifth Dave and final star of the week? So our fifth star of the week, Matt, is that we the holiday season is upon us, yes. and we just wanted to take a minute to say to you, our listeners, that uh, we really appreciate all you guys tuning into the show. Uh, we've said it before. We'll say it again, I'm sure. Uh, we do it because you guys dig it, and, uh, and it's really gratifying to make a thing and put it out there and have people tell us that, uh, that they like it and it makes part of their life better. So that's a very cool thing, and thank you guys all for i don't know letting us be a part of your life and the way that you do your thing so yeah. and merry christmas uh happy hanukkah happy holidays uh whatever it is that you do we hope that it's great for you when you do it yes uh and since yeah this is our sort of last actually this might be our last episode not only before the holidays but of the year right we if we ever miss an episode, it's usually like right around this time. Right. I, I, you we know, missed we'll one see. episode we'll one time two years ago on Christmas. Um, but so, yeah, that doesn't invalidate what I just said. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Episode, I'm just saying that that's true. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. next next episode, you can look forward to us unveiling 2017 slogan. Yeah, 2015 up your game. 2016, up your game. 2017, just wait and see, folks. Just wait and see. You're going to like it, though. We think. We think. And with that, um, we are going to take a break. We are going to watch episode 15. Ah, awesome guys. And we will be right back. Ninja, ninja. Okay, welcome back. So, we have just finished watching episode 15. Ah, awesome guys. Um, dudes. This episode Dude, is great. This a is a weird, good episode. Mostly great. This feel man. Okay, I'm psyched about this because this feels 
Oh, man, I've been trying not to, like, get down on Kaku Ranger. Because I have been digging it, it has been fun. But it hasn't felt like a full-on uh, Sentai show to me yet, if that makes sense. Like, the stuff that I was waiting to, to see and to have and sort of, like, the structure of the show that I am expecting, uh-huh. it hasn't been there until until this episode in yeah, many ways. Sort of the, like, it's been slowly ramping up for the last, like, one, maybe two episodes with, like, Dr. Yagami and then the introduction of Young Noble Jr. But now this episode really does feel like yeah, like, like it, we're in it. Firing on all cylinders at this point. So, okay. So, when we enter uh, into the episode, we have Young Noble Jr. And he is in a prison for notorious yokai. Which at first uh, did not make sense to me. Because it was like, they're all... All the yokai are like world-ending monsters. Like, that's the whole thing. They can all turn into giants and like explode buildings. We find out that these yokai are in yokai prison not for being like horrible monsters. They're like yokai monsters. They're like mon- they're they're meta monsters. Like they're right. in yokai jail for killing other yokai. Right. So the guys that we meet this week. Um, so we were, first of all, we're walking around. It's like this dank, like misty dungeon. Right. Yeah. Like this prison it's, like looks prison real cells cool. built into a cave sort of thing. Yes. And there's a guy, it's like lit with torches, and there's a guy down there with like jangly keys, and he's like, oh, are you sure you want to let them out? And he's got giant ears for reasons that I'm sure make sense if I knew more about yokai. Uh, Yeah, sure, maybe. That guy's costume did not look super well put together. I feel like they just needed a thing, and they said like, what do we got? What do we got? Giant ears, little fur, weird hat, bam, done. Done. Going out for coffee, let's roll. So it's this, the jailer and Young Noble Jr. And they're walking around and the jailer says, dude, these guys that you want to let out, they killed all, they got real, real drunk. Because that's the thing. They got real, real drunk. And they killed like a hundred other dudes. A hundred yokai. Sorry, another yokai. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of dudes to kill on like one drunken rampage. Dude, these guys are these guys are tough stuff. Like they do not mess. With, yeah, so th- we get a really really cool shot because so young noble junior he he walks into the cell and he's got a torch, and these dudes they're brothers. We find out later they're called the Shuten Doji brothers. They are like chained and bound and literally gagged to like the back of the wall, and you can't see them at first. They're like hidden in shadow. And Young Noble Jr. has a torch, and he's sort of like, I will let you out if and only if you swear to defeat the Kaki Rangers for me. Can you do that? Or like, he says, I know you can do it, but will you do it? And they sort of like grunt their assent, I guess. Oh, yeah. So he's going to let them out. By the way, just a quick aside. This is the first and not the last place in my notes where instead of writing YNJ for Young Noble Jr., I've written in Y2J. Like Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, and I just anticipate that happening for like the next 40 episodes. So, so we see. So I guess these dudes agree. And the next thing we see is Young Noble Jr. on a giant like marble staircase With that columns does not, up and down the sides. Does not appear, by the way, to be leading to anywhere or like 
this just appears to be a giant marble staircase uh, to heaven, I guess. It's leading up to like an ill-defined misty platform. And Young Noel Jr. is rocking out as hard as possible. And like, it's, he's it's, going nuts. It's amazing. There's a thunderstorm, and it seems as though, like, he is creating this evil thunderstorm with his guitar solos. And Dude, also... Young Noble Jr., like, I want him in every Sentai series. I love this man. <laughs> and so this... But now they, they figured out his, like, his, his sweet riffs... And he is playing really cool. Like he, obvi- like the actor, obviously is still not playing. And it does bum me out that he has what is like really super obviously a prop guitar. Like they did not put a whole lot of effort into making his guitar look cool, which is like, guys, I mean, okay, come it on, it looks cool. The design of it is cool. Oh, I, okay. I see what you're like. If they had made it better, like the shape and colors and stuff are neat. Like they just did kind of a crummy job making the thing. Yeah, although listen, so, I mean, sometimes he has to be able to like hit people in the head with it, so I get it. But yes, it's it, it it would be nice if the strings were not just like very clearly like loose elastic. Okay, yeah. Listen, man. Here's all I'm saying. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of effort that goes into a lot of costumes on this show, and I like I am part of a Facebook group where the whole jam is people just make like detailed foam weapons. And I guarantee, like, I have seen better phone guitars from, like, amateurs on Facebook. I'm just, like, everything else about this dude is so on point. His hair, his makeup, his, like, crazy leather skull pauldrons. And then he's got this guitar, and it's just, like, it's just not that cool. Um, Because the rest of him is so great. Right. In comparison, the guitar does look like he walked out the, like, he was walking out the door and someone said... Did we not make a guitar for that dude? He's a guitar guy. He needs a guitar. Somebody. We have five minutes before shooting starts. Get this thing made. So that is kind of what he's got. So, But he is just, like, he's jamming out. So he's jamming out. And he he says something. I forget what he says. And at the top of these stairs show up five evil ninja ladies. Yes, color-coded. This dude has his own, he's got an evil Sentai squad of lady flower ninjas. Yes, dude. Like, it's this is what's amazing. up. This is what I've been waiting for. So they come out, and they're dressed in, like, they're not changed yet. Like, they're in, like, civilian ninja garb. Well, they're dressed as ninjas. Like, right. that's... But they're not dressed as superhero ninjas yet. Well, not like... Like, they're not just dressed as people. Like, they are 100% dressed as ninjas. Like, let me Oh, make yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I, I have been struggling to try to find a way to describe this tier of clothing for, like, the last 15 episodes. You know when the Kaku Rangers are, like, dressed up as ninja, but they are not transformed into their, like, Kaku Ranger ninja outfits? Yeah, like, they're that, just, like, like, classic ninja. They're cl- it's classic ninja, man. Yes, okay, so these, they, they are dressed in classic ninja couture. <laughs> um, and Young Noble Jr. says, listen... Like, you have got to go and help these brothers because, like, they're real powerful, but they're kind of dumb. The rangers have, like, ace, like they have these giant robots. You can't let them use them because if you do, it's we're going to be in trouble. You've got to kill them before. You have to, like, separate them from each other and then kill them. Can you do that? And then the lady ninjas, like, just say, I guess we can do that. And then they, they do a thing. And then they super henge. 
Yes, and they have like these awesome like lady ninja outfits. Dudes, uh I hate to say it like they they def look cooler than the than the than the Kaku Rangers. Like their costumes look way neater. Well, the Kaku Ranger costumes are very like they're very simple, you know? Like there's not you a know, lot to the Kaku Ranger costumes. And these I, are like a lot like fancier looking. I feel like we've actually ran into this before, like in previous seasons, where there are like other characters with sort of like Sentai-esque costumes. And I feel like they almost always look cooler than the Rangers. And I, you know, like as I think about it, you know, like the Rangers are the main characters and they have to be able to make like a ton of these suits because I'm sure they ruin them. And also they can't, like I feel like they can't deviate too much from type because if they do, it's going to like confuse the kids because this is right. a show for so, babies. Like, here, here's one like big difference is that the helmets, like the helmet face masks for these uh, lady ninjas have individual eyes as opposed to like one visor. Oh, which you yeah, yeah, yeah. never see in Sentai. Yeah. And so they like, so the lady but, ninjas, okay. Let me super just say, uh I know that in very early seasons, you did see that. I think in Battle Fever J, you saw individual eyes. Um, but it is not the standard like look like it's for the, the main Sentai team. Okay, so those lady ninjas, and we will just say they tell us their name like way later on, and they are the uh, Flower Kunoichi Gumi. And uh, Kunoichi, if I recall from like some anime, li- like means like lady ninja. Okay, I'm not I'm not sure about that, but they are the Flower Kunoichi Gumi, and so they like teleport away. And then yeah, we flip over Junior to the narrator. Just does some more sick guitar riffs, and then that scene ends. Yes. So the narrator explains to us. We, I can't. I'm, I feel really bad because, like, I love this dude. I can never remember his name. But the narrator he explains that the the yokai for this week, the Shuten Doji, right? Shuten Doji. Yeah. Yeah. The Shuten Doji. Here's their jam. Those dudes love getting drunk, mm-hmm. and they and they love to get drunk in the woods and eat human livers. Like that is yes. their. Their picnic, I guess. And <laughs> hey, man, listen. See, everybody's got everybody's got their own sort of delicacies. These dudes love eating uh, human livers. I like to think that they like they consuming those livers like provides them a temporary buffer against the alcohol they are drinking. So like they can like, like they it's like super be- drunky powers. Yeah, exactly. Like that is like there to continue to fuel their super drunky powers. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude, you know, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? It makes as much sense as anything else. As dude. literally anything else. So we so, cut to uh, our heroes, and they are in Nekimaro, and they're driving around. They're like, man, we haven't seen any yokai in a while. Like, what's going on? And so they're like, they're on some like country roads, because they are, this doesn't come up like a, a whole, whole lot, but Nekumaru, like, he's a truck, obviously, but this is definitely not, like, a stationary thing. Like, they go from town to town selling crepes. Yeah. Which, I don't know if we've talked about it, but is it as weird to anybody else as it is to me that it's very specifically a crepe truck? Um, I mean, okay, listen. It is very weird and, like, like listen, oddly I don't... specific. I'll get down on a crepe Suzette. Like, don't get me wrong. I've got, I'm going to beef with crepes. Oh, dude, I love a crepe. You know me. 
But like, um, I, I I feel like I don't have like a proper gauge for what is and is not weird anymore. <laughs> like, uh, like, dude, two seasons ago, we would have had a whole episode about how weird it was. They like are selling crepes out of a cat truck. And now it's just something that we kind of mention in passing when it's relevant <laughs> to the story. It's just, you can only, yeah, you just become saturated with it eventually. So they're driving along in these, in these roads and they're like, yeah, we haven't seen any yokai in a while. And Sasuke says, ah, yokai must just be really scared of us. And then they like, all great, laugh because they're having a wonderful, team. wonderful day that nothing could ever come along and ruin. Yeah. So the lady ninjas, the Kunoichigumi are there and they, since I guess whoever is driving is like not paying close enough attention to notice like a giant pink glow and the sign that's like 200 feet ahead of them changing, that happens. So the Kunogichi Gumi do like ninja telekinesis and like flip the sign. So whoever's driving just goes right when they should have gone left. Which is a crazy like waste of ninja powers when she could have literally walked up and turned it with her hands. Yeah. Um. So, <sighs> but listen, uh... <laughs> if, if again, if I were to take the time out of my day to call out every like weird overstretch, like overkill version of ninja magic that they use on this show, like we would just never get anywhere. Yeah. The one thing I will say is that like if I had ninja telekinesis, I would be hard pressed not to use it for like just everything oh dude if i had ninja telekinesis i would use it for like if my phone was slightly out of reach yeah right exactly so they they the rangers like go on the wrong side of the road or the wrong side of the road they go down the wrong way and they eventually end up someplace they don't know where they are they're very confused and they're like say kai you clearly have screwed this up what happened he said no 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 i followed the signs like i'm not sure where we are but we should wherever we were going we should be there and they're like this forest is super creepy we don't know where we are and Tsuruhime I think says well we should turn back because we have to make it to town by nightfall because I don't know why I guess they just have to so this this is amazing so So, the lady ninjas are there and they're sort of like up in the woods like behind the tree line and the cocky rangers can't see them and they all do like some crazy ninja magic to summon what appears at first to just be like a cloud to like obstruct their vision. And I thought, oh, they're just like summoning a mist and then they're going to get lost in the mist and that's what's going to happen. Yes. And that sort of thing does happen later. But what this is, okay, they summon this mist. Nekamaro goes crazy, starts driving away on its own, like up the hill. And they yes. start trying to chase after it. Surihime like sniffs the air and sort of like licks like some that had like settled on her hand and says, oh, this is catnip. Okay. I am like, I am so in love with this. I can't handle it because I love the fact that Nekumaru is definitely a truck. Like that's true. But Nekumaru is also still 100% a cat. Yes, he and is like, so a cat. It's like amazing. The, the fact that he is a truck has no bearing on the fact that he is also a cat. And... Uh, you know, like, listen, I've got cats, Matt. I know that you don't. That is 100% how cats react to catnip. Like, if I open a bag of, if I open, like, the little bag of catnip, my cats come barreling down the stairs and then literally start, like, jumping up (laughs) to get at it and, like, mewling plaintively until I put it down for them. Uh, They're super, super into it. 
So, yeah, so Nekomaru is 100% a cat. So Nekomaru is gone. That dude is out of the picture. Then they they do kind of this, the Kunoichigimi do the same thing again. They blow fog, fog at the Rangers, and there's like some noise and confusion. They're not really sure. And then the smoke separates, and it's only Sasuke and Jiraiya there. Like the other ninjas have gotten separated from them somehow. Right. Like they've been like teleported through the fog to a different part of this forest. Yeah. So they they hop on their Doron chargers. Char- is it chargers? Changers? I feel like it's changers. Changers. They hop on their Doron changers, which are like also walkie talkies, but also for some reason do not have like a remote, like a tracking function, okay. which I, I am like, almost certain that they have had in the past. Yeah, they had like a tracking function, I think, in the, uh, the episode where Saizo gets stuck in the maze. Yeah, like, they can follow the... Anyways, this is going to become relevant because they're trying to find each other, and they're like, where are you? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a magic forest full of magic mist. I, I am willing to accept that that is enough to throw off their, like, tracking capabilities. But the Doran, they're also magic. Um, so Listen, Sasuke, dude, don't, don't push Sasuke it too hard. Hops on the Doran changer, and he's like, Seikai, where are you guys? <laughs> Seikai's like, I don't know where in the forest like how I, how would i possibly know that we're lost in the forest that's where we are i just it's trees does that help you find me we're surrounded by trees <laughs> and so both halves of this team are not like wandering around the forest they are both running through the forest full tilt trying to find each other which yeah. is a problem because the lady ninjas have set a lot of traps just so many traps but it's the same traps we've already seen. There's like a spear launchy trap and there's landmines. There's no fire trap and there's no like grabby spike trap. But oh, there's no I, like giant bear trap that like the teeth come up to try to grab you? Yeah, I think we can safely assume though that that trap is there. Then the rangers just didn't trigger that one. Well, you know, that's good though because in the first episode when they were running through the woods and triggering all the traps... Um, you know, they were all there. And in this episode, they're only triggering like half the traps. So they're really getting better. This is a, this is a step up. Great job, guys. So there's some... Up your game. <laughs> so there's... Uh, so now we're with uh, Seikai and Saizo and Tsuruhime. And they are running through the woods. And there's like some rustling. And then spears get thrown at them. And they run away from those. And then Seikai steps on a landmine, which like launches him forward. And then he, like, somehow he rolls down a hill and then he turns around and he's in a totally flat place. And he's sure, just running. why not? Sure. He just runs somewhere. Like, he doesn't, this is the best part. He doesn't, like, stop and get up and, like, look around where he is and, like, try to figure out what's happening. He literally just lands and keeps running. I think the idea is that since they have no idea where they are or where anyone else is... Like, there's no reason to stop and think. You just keep running in a direction as quickly as you can and hope that it's the right one, which does not seem like a good way to get yourself unlost. Yeah, for sure. God, you're all ninjas. I don't know, man. Like, get to the top of a tree, set off a smoke, something. Like, I feel like they have to have been prepared for this. Or they should have been prepared for this. They're clearly not. So Seikai is running, and this is actually pretty rad. He gets grabbed by like ribbons. Yeah, like a like a large. I I was thinking of it as like a scarf or a sash. Yeah, that works too. But it's definitely like ninja magic sash grabby. 
Oh, yeah. And so there's like a blue one and a yellow one, and he gets grabbed, and then he is dragged away, and then he, like, Tsuruhime and Saizo get down, and they see Seikai tied up to the tree, and they're like, oh, we're going to go help him, and Tsuruhime is going to run over, and Saizo tries to say, like, no, 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 don't, this is clearly a trap, and then it's clearly a trap. Yeah, so Tsuruhime steps on a thing, and then, like, Return of the Jedi style, she is caught in a net that, like, comes up from underneath her and drags her up into the tree. So, she, yeah, so she's up there. Turns out wasn't Seikai at all. It was a lady ninja. And so she, like, she, like, shimmery shapeshifts into a lady ninja, and then she shimmery shapeshifts away. She just teleports away. Yeah, Does sort of make me wonder. Dude, these lady ninjas know what is up. Like, okay, they, here is... They have prepared for this event. They are, uh, I'm just going to say, they're like, they seem to be way better ninjas than the rangers. Yeah, well, you know, I feel like the the Kaka rangers have to diversify their training, right? Like, half of their training goes into cool ninja stuff, and half of it goes into piloting giant robots. And so far, and I could be wrong about this, we haven't, you know, we haven't seen any in this episode... But so far, these lady ninjas do not have giant robots to pilot. And so yeah, they, just they are just double down on their ninja stuff. Now, if in a later episode we see giant robots, um, I will just have to contend with the fact that they're just much better at their jobs than the Kaku Rangers are. <laughs> um, dude, speaking of like crazy lady ninjas with superpowers, uh, we won't talk about it real, real long, but we should maybe at some point this year, we should do a special episode where we watch uh, Shinobi Heart Under Blade. I do not know what that is. Oh, you holy crap, you've never seen this movie? It's a it's a live action ninja anime. It's it's amazing. Okay. Uh, uh yes. Sorry. Let's we'll stop talking that. about it, but we'll like you and I will talk about this uh later when it's not has doesn't have to be recorded. But yeah, you'll thank me later. Anyways, so these lady ninjas Sorry, man, I'm just thinking about this movie now. It's so good. Sorry. Uh, these lady ninjas are super well prepared. They have, like, traps and tricks, and they are, like, teleporting and shape-shifting. Uh, they're rad. Now, where on earth are we in my notes? That's my question. My Ooh, notes that's also real, a real good question. My notes got real hazy this week, because just as I was sitting down to watch the episode, um, our mom and your wife came in, because you guys are all coming over to my place right. later today, and they got For here Christmas. early, so we were all watching it together. Um, and so I was trying to like oh. write my notes, <laughs> while also trying to explain to them what was happening, and like trying to describe which one of them was Jiraiya because they heard someone speaking in English. I'm like, it's the guy with the vest. No, not that guy with the vest. It's the, the guy different with guy the with vest the and vest. the plaid shirt. No, it's a different plaid. It's three plaids. It's three plaids and a different vest. Okay. Uh, well, since I was responsible for totally die uh, derailing us into this other movie, allow me to shoulder this burden. So it's Saizo. And he, it's, or sorry, it wasn't Seikai, it was Lady Ninja. So Tsuruhime is up in the, like the springy rope trap, and Saizo sees her. This is amazing. So Saizo, literally not 30 seconds beforehand, had been like, no, Tsuruhime, don't run over there. It's very obviously a trap. And then when Tsuruhime is trapped, his first response is to run right over to her. Surprise, it's also a trap. It continues to be a trap. It was a multi-stage trap. So Saizo runs over, and he tries to jump straight up to the net where Tsurukime is trapped. 
And, you know, like, he is ninja. He can jump 30 feet in the air, no problem. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But That's as he is jumping through the air, another one of those ribbon sashes comes out and snatches him, like, grabs him in the leg, drags him back down. And then when he looks up, he sees that now it's not just the two of them there. And the lady ninjas aren't there. But instead, it is the Shuten Doji brothers. And they introduce themselves as, like, their younger and older selves. And are like, okay, now it is time for us to murder you. Yeah. So they fight for, like, they fight. And, okay, so the brothers drop this thing where they say, like, United Blade. Like, that's their attack. And I thought it was going to be some rad, like, merging thing where, like, their two swords become, like, one giant sword and they attack. United Blade is just one of them jumps off of the other's shoulder, and then the other one jumps over that one's. They, it's like like they hop or uh, leapfrog. Yeah, leapfrog. it's a very it's, deadly leapfrog. Yeah, it's it's sword frog. That's what it is. That's their like super attack is they leapfrog with swords. It's dumb. It's it's um, kind of dumb, but this show definitely does put it over as like this attack is unstoppable. Yeah. So it's it's Saizo versus these two brothers. They they're fighting, and Tsuruhime is like yelling for help and she like she's she goes to use her door on changer and she realizes that she has dropped it it's like she's up in the net she can't get down to where her door on charger is um at this point Saizo is hengate at this point right yeah yeah you know this this episode happens very quickly and there's a lot to it but it's also a lot of like fighting which we can only say so much about so yeah, if like, it seems exactly. like we're jumping from thing to thing sort of quickly, that's why. Yeah. So we, the brothers are the Shoten, Shoten, Shoten Doji, Shoten Doji. So the Shoten Doji brothers are definitely winning. Like they are taking Saizo out and Saizo is about to go down and then he unleashes like the, like the, the probably the coolest attack we've seen him use so far. And it is water tornado. And he does like a ninja hand move. And we just see like, Giant, what like, we actually see is, is like a over the, yeah. everything else. Okay, so just I like really briefly. There is like I love the attack and I love that he does like a water tornado and it's like superimposed water and it like th- explodes them for some reason. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but there is there is a name. There's a name for water tornado, guys. Like this, just it's a hurricane. Like that's just that's just I, a thing. I, D- I, Dave, I, I I mean I hate to. I hate I hate to be like a um actually meteorological dude here, but I think a water tornado is a water spout. A hurricane is a different thing, isn't it? Oh, a hurricane no, isn't right. just a fat tornado. No, no, no. You're right. No, well, a hurricane is like a tornado that's over water. Oh man, hoisted by my own petard. Sorry, man. Uh, I, I no, hate that's to do that to you, especially <laughs> on our Christmas episode. Um. Okay, well, noting that the actual thing is called a, a water spout. Yeah, you're right. Noting that the actual thing is called a water spout, I now reverse my opinion and say that they definitely should stick with water tornado. Because yeah, water, like, tornado water tornado, tornado attack cool. is a way better name than like water spout attack. Right, because a water spout attack just sounds like sort of drippy. <laughs> um, so he is like, this attack works, man. He takes the shooting Doji brothers out. And he is about to finish them off. Like, they're down. He's got two swords, and he's going to, like, kill these dudes, we would assume. He goes over, puts the swords to their throat, and says, like, are you ready to die? Yeah, it's, uh, Saizo gets pretty hard in this moment. And as he is about to do this, one of the Kunoichigami calls over to him, and they're like, ah, you shouldn't do that. 
because they are standing by Tsuruhime and they have like knives at her. So they say, if you don't drop your swords, we're going to kill Tsuruhime. Uh, specifically, they say, we're going to send her to hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have come to assume, I don't specify that anymore. I have come to assume that send someone to hell is just like kill them. Hey, listen, you're not wrong. It gets that is a line that gets thrown around a lot in this Yeah, show. like I think we mentioned it very early on like, "Whoa, that's real intense. Like I'll send you to hell." But I have come to assume that that just means like I'll like that's like an idiomatic way to say I'm going to kill you to an enemy. That's fair. Uh, so Saizo, yes. Saizo caves. He's like, "Okay, I won't murder these guys. Don't murder Surahime." He puts down his swords and then immediately those two brothers come up and just start like beating him to death. They do uh, do one super, super cool attack, which is the one, the older brother, I forget which one, takes a big drink of sake and then uses that drink of sake to breathe fire at Saizo, which oh, is awesome. It was, it was great. If we didn't mention that, and I don't think that we did, both of the brothers are like, they have a giant sword and a giant flask. And they're and like... They use them about 50-50. Yeah. So... Saizo falls to the ground he is untransformed there's explosions all over the place and like this fight is over yes we flip from there back to Sasuke and Jiraiya and they're kind of running through the woods and as they're running they come upon the spot where all this has happened but nobody's there anymore they find Tsuruhime's Doron charger changer and like their clothes yeah like nailed to the tree is like Tsuruhime's um, like bandana Sekai's like a vest. Ja- jacket, yeah, and Sas or and Saizo's. I don't know his hoodie. Man, they got there like one emblematic thing from each. Person. Yeah, like their their stuff is there and they are not. And Sasuke says like, okay, well they're clearly captured. That's really bad. But I was I love that Sasuke says this. He says, listen, our first priority actually needs to be getting out of here. Because right, like, clearly, clearly this is a bad place for us. Right. Clearly they have got this thing set up and like they are in charge in these woods. And as long as we're here, like we're boned. We cannot beat them in these woods. So we need to get out of here and then formulate a plan about how we're going to get our friends back. And I was really psyched to see a ranger say like, no, uh, we're going to call a tactical retreat. And we're going to like figure things out and then we'll come back, which I thought was great. That was cool. Yeah, so Sasuke just says, we're out, and then Jiraiya, like, he's not sure, he's, but then he says, yeah, actually, that, that makes a ton of sense. So they basically start to hightail it. And then we cut to where the bad guys are holed up, and they're in, like, this, I don't know, it's, like, halfway between an abandoned warehouse and an old shack, like, up in it's the It's, like, woods. a really abandoned warehouse. This is not... This is this is advanced level abandonment on this warehouse. Right. Like, it's not an abandoned thing in a town. It has been abandoned so hard that it has somehow been, like, sent up to the mountains. Yeah. So, the Shuten Doji brothers are there just getting tore up. The rangers, the three rangers that have been captured are there, and they're tied up. And the lady ninjas show up, the Kunoichigami. They show up, and they say, listen, brothers, you guys are doing a great job. Don't want to interrupt your party, but... There are two rangers left. You do need to go capture and kill them. You know, I I wish that I was watching the episode again right now because it only just occurred to me that nailed to that tree was like Tsurukimu's bandana and Seikai's vest and Saizo's something. But I am pretty sure that in this scene when they are tied up in this shack, they are still wearing those items of clothing. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, 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 dude. They're all well, like every time they hang gay, they throw those clothes away, and then when they unhang gay, they're wearing the clothes again. And then when they almost die, the clothes are just there on the ground, and the rangers are gone. But then when you see them, the clothes are there again. <laughs> so these are like they. One of two things is true. Either they are all wearing like 15 identical layers of very thin clothing, which I think other things in this show support that theory. Yeah. Or they just have some like ninja magic version of like the Venom symbiote where like they lose a piece of clothing and then they just like summon a new one. Just infinite plaid. Yeah. Just, it just keeps on going. It's like a, it's like a snake shedding its skin. You know what I mean? Like it's not, a different skin underneath. <laughs> That's why maybe Saizo is always wearing too many layers because like that is not a technique that he has mastered very well. So he keeps making extra and just cannot <laughs> figure out what to do with it. Um, so, so Sasuke, so the Shunen Doji brothers are like, yes, we'll, we'll go do with that. So we flip back to Sasuke and Jiraiya. They're running through the woods and they, I think it exploded and then, but it's like a fake death technique and they're totally fine. And then oh, yeah, because the they're Ichigami. being attacked by the lady ninjas yes. who like shoot them from like out of nowhere with poison darts or something. Yes, and then uh, the Kuno Ichigami arrive, and then they all they hang gay, and there's some harp music, which was weird, but it's whatever. Like, there's like some there's some harp music there, and then as they go into this fight, which is a very cool fight, there's like some cool jazz flute happening in the background. Yeah, it's kind of incongruous, but here is a great moment. And this is one of my favorite things that we ever see the Rangers do is they're running through and they're like civvies and they get attacked. And then like the, they disappear and the clothes are just there. But then when they jump back out of wherever they have been hiding, they are in like full ninja regalia. It's and, like, great. I just love that. Like, I love that moment. So now it's like a ninja fight. So it's the... The uh, rangers on one side and the Kunoichigami on the other side. And sorry, I was wrong before. They haven't hanged yet. Nobody's hanged. And there's just a ninja fight that's going on. There's a bunch of like jumping and flipping and like ninja stars and like jumping down from trees and jumping up on trees. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty I, cool yeah, fight. I'm not going to do a good job of describing it, but if you have the DVDs for this and like, you know, are able to watch this one, this is a for some very reason not fun watching them. episode with ninja fights. So the ninja fight goes on for a minute and then the ladies henge. Like the Kunoichigami Henge. And then they do like their fog attack again. So they manage to separate the Rangers. So now Sasuke and Jiraiya have also been separated. Not by a whole lot, but like they are no longer like working together. And so right. Jiraiya then is attacked by the brothers, the Shuten Doji. So the Shuten Doji are attacking Jiraiya. They fight for like a minute. It's going really poorly for Jiraiya. <laughs> then Jiraiya's like, okay, this is going poorly. I'm just going to bust out my big attack. And he does like some ninja hand magic and he just says, rock hell. And rocks start like flying at the shooting doji brothers. And then the shooting doji brothers just stand there and say reverse rock hell. And it's like the exact same effect, but just like in reverse going back towards Jiraiya and he gets clobbered with a bunch of rocks. Right. It's just like, that's a real convenient attack to have like already memorized for the day. Well, you know, I, here's what I was thinking, is that they got caught off guard by Water Tornado, and so they were like, okay, next time something like that happens, we need to be prepared. 
It's just, who bothers to memorize reverse? I mean, they do, obviously. But, like, who bothers to memorize reverse rock hell? Dave, I think that you are assuming that these guys are working on, like, a D&D wizard, like, magic rules. Well, and they I, might d- I did say memorize for the day, so pretty clearly I, I am, yes. I'm just saying, I, maybe these guys are not, like, according to Hoyle, like, third ed wizards. <laughs> um, okay, so... Rock held doesn't go well because it just gets reversed rock held. And then, so Jirai kind of goes down. All right. We, we flip over to Sasuke. And Sasuke is trying to get over by Jiraiya, but he can't because the Kunoichigami are kind of in between him and Jiraiya and he, they are not letting him pass. Like they're managing to kind of hold him at bay. Right. He transforms to try to like power up to be able to get through them, but it's still five against one and he's not able to get through. Yeah. So the so, Doji brothers, like now it's their moment to strike. They hit Jiraiya with the United Blade Hopscotch attack. Leapfrog. I'm sorry. Hopscotch would be a very different attack. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. So they hit Jiraiya. Jiraiya goes down on Henge's. Sasuke's still fighting. Jiraiya sort of like shout, shout cries to Sasuke. He's like, dude, just run. Like you clearly, I cannot be saved right now. This is, this is subtext that I'm reading in here. He says, I can't be saved right now. The best shot any of us have is for you to successfully escape. Like you've got a role. And Sasuke's like, no, I won't. And Jiraiya's like, no, seriously, you do need to go. And Sasuke says, okay, fine. It is, so Sasuke it, runs. It is in a show that has not had a lot of like genuinely emotional moments, like up until this point in Cocky Ranger. This one like has that sort of emotional strength that I was used to from previous series. Yeah, it was it was good, man. Like it was definitely like an excellent moment. So Sasuke runs, and he's, like, trying to get away from the ladies, and he gets to um, this bridge, the suspension bridge over a river, right? And he's, like, stumbling along on it, and then, like, he looks up, and he has been surrounded, because some of the lady ninjas have, like, jumped over him. So there's, like, three on one side of him and two on the other, and they're closing in. Okay, so it is only now, at the very end of the episode, that... The that they explain or they sort of introduce themselves that they are the flower Kunoichigumi, and this is really rare. We get kind of like a close up shot of all of their helmets, and they do all have like different flowers on their helmets. There's like an orchid and a chrysanthemum and some other stuff. Yeah, these guys awesome. like what's very cool about their costumes is that okay, remember in Jetman when we got like the back dimension soldiers and like yeah. their transformed costumes were like really good. But, like, you could also very much tell that, like, these guys were never meant to be in more than one episode. You know, like, their their non-superhero costumes were, like, kind of, like, weirdly put together and there was not a lot of thought to them. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. that is not the case with these people. They look like there is an entirely separate show about these five and that this is a crossover episode. Yeah, like, I... I am really, like, super, super hoping that the detail in their costumes is indicative of that the fact like that they're going to be around for a while which is awesome so they have now surrounded sasuke and like he's on the bridge he can't get over 
and I think he looks down, and it, he doesn't say anything, but the vibe I think is supposed to be that he's like, well, I'm either going to get jacked or I'm going to have to jump. It's like, I'm just going to take my shot at jumping. But before he does that, he just gets exploded. Right. So as like the as the episode ends, he is falling off of this bridge, like into a river while exploding. And uh, that is where pretty, we leave our heroes. It's a pretty great shot. So, <laughs> so we go we go from there to the narrator. And the narrator says, Oh man, things look really bad. Like things look really bad for the Rangers. Like four of them are captured. What are we gonna do? Also, here's a quick question for you. How many horns does the older shooting doji brother have? Answer after the break. And it doesn't. Okay, here's the thing. Because I was watching this. I was like, okay, well, I will watch all the way through the credits to see if it ever happens. Yes, that is what I did. Okay, and there was no thing after the break. But at some point, whoever was subtitling this episode was like, well... I, whatever thing happened after the break, we do not have access to, if there was anything at all. And so, uh, like, they just worked it into, like, a sidebar in the subtitles to the end closing theme for the episode. Oh, I did not notice that. The answer That's really was funny. two horns. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, cliffhanger episode. We don't know how this whole thing's going to end. I mean, we, we have a vague idea. But- sure. We don't know how this is going to end. And I think, Rangers are captured, blah, blah, blah. And I think this is like the first cliffhanger episode we've had since the first episode of Cocker Ranger. I think you're... Yeah, I think you're right. But I think that's actually it for us this week because there's no no monsters dying, so nobody's going on the Creature Royale. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels sort of weird ending without an ending segment. But, yeah, I uh, know. It is strange now, but... Thank you, Cocky Ranger, for, I guess, letting us off early this week. Um, I've got stuff to do today, so that's nice. Um, But for now, that is going to do it for another episode of A View to a Cocky Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out what we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. If you like the show, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. That's what's going to help new people find the show, and it would be a very nice Christmas present from you to us. Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you would like to listen to any of the other Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them all at retrogradeorbitradio.com. Once again, we're the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week. Kakule-mide.